I think a lot of it had to do with my dad saying to me before I went in, listen, he's made a director, they don't make any money, and they should like best. So I should do something that I, I feel. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Bree. <laughs> Thanks, Bree's Hey everybody and welcome to Department Spotlight where we talk to our friends and colleagues about just things in the film industry. Today we are talking with Brianne Holz, who is the producer of all six of our films. All six. Like me and Mark, you know, we only directed three each. Even with writing we like co-wrote, so we had backup. Brianne did all of them on her own. <laughs> but she also had some help on some of the films from Leah Sharples, um, so she was the producing assistant on some of the films, but the majority of the films breeded herself. So that's six, yeah. <laughs> I think I had a lot of help from you guys. A lot. Hey, okay. What? You did it all. I mean, <laughs> no, I didn't. You, I mean, did, I'll you take did it all and then you were like, <laughs> <laughs> you did everything and then you're like, am I doing enough? You're like, <laughs> making everything We were happen. literally, like we had this conversation a few times, we were like, what would we have done without Brie? Like, uh, no kidding? No kidding. Like. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So let's start it off. Uh, what is the role of a producer? So I think a producer works very closely with each department to try and make the film happen. So besides for organizing, making sure everything runs smoothly throughout the production process um, in every phase and also just problem solver and yeah, basically just trying their best to make the production happen the mm. way it is in the director's vision and everyone's vision. Yeah, that's awesome. And like, when people get hurt on set, Brie takes them <laughs> to the hospital. That, um, that obviously hasn't happened, except that one time that it happened. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> Which is um, cool. It's a good experience, you know? I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to know how you deal with internal panic and mm. pressure. So let's talk about that situation. Like, so, so on the film, um, our lead actress, Tanya, got like a splinter from the doghouse, go not in her thumb, Dude. through the thumb. <laughs> it was like crazy. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was like a tiny splinter, but- uh, It was big. Okay, it was, for a splinter, it was huge. <laughs> yes. But like, it wasn't like a log. Mm. you know mm. so um she went to the hospital um they like what's... cut it out they could just like cut it out and so you're telling me that like, stitched it cut out. open the skin and then like pull yeah it so like the splinter was through the width yeah and then they stitched it up and, and she was so brave she yeah. got local they like injected her damn that's crazy tanya is yeah. a tanya is a rock star she <laughs> is the best when it happened mm. right what was going through your mind how did just talk us through that from a producer's perspective. So it was a little bit strange because obviously it happened. I didn't know how serious it was or how serious it would be because I thought it was just a splinter. But I was actually pretty calm until we were like driving to the hospital and then I started feeling like, oh shit, you know? <laughs> 
So I think when it happened and realizing I'm just going to take it to the hospital, I don't know, maybe that's just how I dealt with it, to just stay calm. Stay calm. Which, is, which is very important. You know, if all of us were like, oh, what do I do? You know, yeah. what, what would have happened? <laughs> I think I was if, dying inside. <laughs> <laughs> I think if it was more serious, like life-threatening, I probably mm. would have panicked. What are some unexpected things that you've learned through producing? I think learning <laughs> that things are unexpected. So I've been in a few situations that I would never want to be in again, but things that maybe I should have predicted that you learn through experience, but that I, if looking back, I would never have expected. So all, so what I've learned that's unexpected is that a lot of things are going to happen and happen unexpectedly because right. you can't you can't foresee everything that's going to happen mm -hmm. and you can't plan for that mm -hmm. and like personally i've done things on set and like to my crew not bad things but things <laughs> that i probably should have like seen ahead and mm -hmm. planned for but i didn't because just at my level of experience mm -hmm. i didn't have that knowledge all right yeah. Can you give us some examples? So. <laughs> so you poisoned the <laughs> No, it's not that bad. It's just unpleasant. So like we shot in like a, a broken down building in a park and there was a hobo living in there. And obviously because he was hiding, it was dirty, but he was also peeing in bottles. So we we obviously got all the permission to shoot in the building in the park and stuff. And we went there the day before to clean. And then, like, just the area we were going to shoot in, just the room. And we, like, chucked out all the pee bottles. And then the next morning, before we got there, the security got there. And in one of the other rooms, knocked over a pee bottle. But they were, like, two liters. And it was the day of our shooting, you know, you get like oh, one day no. in after. Yeah. So it smelt like when we left set, we felt sick, like we inhaled a sickness. It was... That's rough. And his urine was like orange because oh. he's a hobo. So he doesn't yeah. have access to a lot of water or healthy things. Yeah. That was horrible. <laughs> it was just like a dirty environment. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. I didn't know the security would go in there and knock over two yeah. liters of pee yeah. in another room. Like, just keep the cap and, like, close it. So, yeah, that I was... I why we're telling this story. <laughs> <laughs> I, have a, I have a hobo story. Oh, yeah? <laughs> this is what it's turned into. So, no, but it's it's not bad. It's, um... So, we were also shooting in, like, an abandoned building. Um, and, like the south part of town, you know, mm -hmm. and, um, and like, it started to get dark, so we were, like, wrapping, um, taking stuff away, so we all just had, like, torches, and we, most of us were using just our phones, and then, so I'm walking with, like, the cinematographer, and um, this guy comes through, and there was a lot of extras, okay, there was mm -hmm. a lot of people helping, but he comes through with his, like, tiniest torch, like, <laughs> it didn't do anything, and I'm like, I'm like, your torch is weak and you should feel weak, right? He passes and Vince, the cinematographer, is like, I don't think he was worth this. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, no, turn around, I'm sorry. So you yeah. dissed a hobo. So I dissed a hobo. Yeah. Wow. 
Wow, ya ku. I don't have any herbal stories. Um, let's talk about producing. <laughs> Good idea. What is important to consider when producing specifically a short film? So I think with the short film, um, you have to know going into it that it's going to be a lot more difficult because generally, and this is like stereotyping, short films are indie films, um, so they're going to have low budgets. So you know that you're going to put a lot more work in. You're not going to have like this huge producing team and the luxury of like a location scout and stuff like that. So you have to go into it knowing that you're going to do a lot more work. And you also have to consider that because of that, you have to work closely with the crew, you know, and ask for their help sometimes, like the way you guys help me with location and stuff like that. Um, and just considering the budget as well, it's really difficult working on a low budget. Probably, especially if you're coming from working on feature films to a short film, you know, trying to get catering and crafts and making sure the crew are like comfortable and not going over the 12 hours and trying to shoot everything probably in a day because a lot of the people are working for a lot less than they would get paid. So I think the biggest consideration is budget and knowing that you're going to run into difficulties that you're just going to have to work with and make plans around. So then tying into this project with the six shorts, you know, mm. what do you think was like the biggest challenge or how did you apply what you just said to these films? I'd have to say personally, I mean, I don't know how everyone else felt. Location for me was a struggle. Um, mm. Balancing, obviously, work, like work, work, and then um, this, and trying to find time to do both. And I think location, because it's kind of like asking, does anyone know someone who has an apartment? Mm. Or this is, we need a pool. Does anyone know someone with a big enough pool that we can dive into? Yeah, yeah. Um, so that then goes into considering that you have to ask for help because, I mean, to pay for these locations is going to be expensive. And yeah. there, wasn't pref there wasn't budget for it, but also preferably you want to put your budget somewhere else. And I know yeah. they say put your budget on screen, but when there's a whole lot of other stuff to consider, if we can get like a really good location sponsored mm. by a friend or a family member, I think... That's always better. Yeah, I think that's very important. Like, locations are really difficult. Tough. Like, yeah. yeah, especially considering, like, a lot of locations we had in mind or we had a few locations locked and then the week before or whatever, it's like, oh, no, sorry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm having a, a thing that day. I can't. Mm -hmm. I forgot that you're shooting. And um, I think that's a challenge when you're on low budget because mm -hmm. you're not really always paying people mm -hmm. for location mm -hmm. specifically. And then I'm not saying it's a bad thing on their side but they forget about it or mm. they're like oh no no that's uh, Saturday's free and then when you ask them they're like oh no yeah and then actually you can't get upset about it yeah yeah, yeah. It's yeah. For free. and you immediately have to go into finding another place mm. you know and adapting to mm. that to adapting the script you're changing yeah. all your plans according yeah, to that yeah, yeah. yeah but I mean I think we got lucky with our locations we did I mean even the ones that we had to swap out last minute I think they worked Mm. really well mm. no yeah. our locations worked out definitely yeah and also like speaking of things like falling out last minute like people who's like I'll be there definitely and then Extras. the day before it's like, yeah. yeah 
Yeah. BDS people. The BCS people. The, that's the problem as well. Because there's people that we're not paying because it's low budget yeah. and we're kind of mm. just like... You can't even get mad at them because it's yeah. like probably yeah. working. <laughs> yeah. Also, especially on... Uh, which one was it? Uh, public engagement. Mm. It was the rugby. So, like, yeah. so many people pulled out because, mm. like, I'm going to watch the rugby. And, uh, I mean, fair enough. Like, yeah. it's a big thing for a lot of people. But, like, we planned this, mm. like, months in advance. Mm. We didn't know. We didn't, yeah. Planned, yeah. How are we supposed to know that the Springboks were going to get that part? I mean, wow. maybe. I didn't say <laughs> no, but I mean, like, like seriously. It's <laughs> <laughs> I mean, luckily, our, like, um, main cast and crew came through. But then mm. there were other people that we had to shoot on another day or whatever. Um, but then, you know, the, the location, again... That was the one thing that we had to pay for because it's you know yeah, it's a park. There's park. people who can kick us out, <laughs> mm. and then yeah. we can't change the day on that. And like, oh no, it's rugby. Let's just do it the next weekend. Um, but I think from like a location's point of view, from like the writing, as well that leads into the producing is like if you don't have money, don't write for stupid locations that you know you can't get. As mm. well, like we had a very like conscious. Uh, thinking of like what locations can are we able to get um like even if we knew that we necessarily didn't like have that it was like oh we will be able to find one of those mm. you know what I mean? good example the restaurant you know like a restaurant is that weird thing where it's like it is difficult to get but you can probably like find one there's mm. so many around one of them is bound to say mm. yes and we only found a location like what a week before we shot but that's also yeah. when working on short films as well, like with these specifically is also more work leading into like, what am I saying? <laughs> <laughs> um, with the whole catering thing. So mm. like doing trade exchanges, it leads into doing more work because you have a low budget. So mm. like ideally you just get a catering company or get food. Yeah. But because, we, you know, we needed food cheaper. Yeah. So we made a trade exchange and that leaves more work with like us to, yeah, to do. pull through on that and yeah. give them what we told them we would do for them, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All in between doing work and mm. post on the things that we created for yeah, ourselves exactly. and now we have to do that for them. It's like a, it's like a vicious cycle. <laughs> but you do it because you love it. That's I true. I mean, yeah. we wouldn't do it. We wouldn't go through the effort if we exactly. were stuck. Exactly. I mean, yeah. I mean, we didn't spend... <laughs> I mean, we didn't spend no money on this, you know, mm. so it was, it's, it's definitely a thing that uh, you have to decide, okay, this is worth it, and I'm going to mm. do whatever to get there. Yeah. What are some of your best tips? Brian's hot tips for <laughs> an effective pre-prod? Alright, pre-prod. Just explain what pre-prod is. Okay, so... Pre the production. Done. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into it. <laughs> so pre-prod is basically when you've got the script and the director and some of the budget um, and now it's time to organize, to plan the shoot, who you're going to get to be in your crew, who's going to be your cast. It's like, now you're really planning the film. Um, tips would be... Again, try work with people who you trust because there's nothing worse than unresponsive people, people who don't pitch on the day or like even a week before, just like 
drop you. Um, be organized, obviously. Try, try like your best to plan as far ahead as possible because, like I said, unexpected things will happen. I mean, mm. especially if you don't have that much experience, you need to be so prepared that when an unexpected thing happens, you can have a plan. You can fall back mm. on something. So like mm. double locations, like plan B, um, plan B, cost. Extra is always a struggle. <laughs> um, yeah. Other tips, just also try to communicate a lot with your crew. I think... I feel like I'm saying all these things and I don't do them on these forms. <laughs> but it's something that I've also noticed is that if you communicate a lot with your crew and make them feel like you're on top of things, even if maybe you're not fully on top of things, then they feel more secure in the production. Mm. Um, try to use your budget as wisely as possible if you're on an indie film. Try, I know it's more work, but try to do trade exchanges. Because it is, it's helpful for budget. It's helpful for your experience. Um, personally, like I just did a trade exchange for work, and it was just so cool meeting other people in a different industry and talking mm. to them and like filming what they do. And it's definitely experience as well for you. I mean, if you like talking to people, then you'll love it. Uh, and you get things for free, kind of. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I think those are the most important things for me. Yeah. And uh, there's some good Derp, Google Duck. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Google Ducks go far. <laughs> Google Ducks are cool. You're really good at those. You <laughs> really you. are. They're interactive. Yeah, you yeah. can yeah. click on things and go to a different thing. Yeah. It's very They cool. help you stay on top of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do um, producers have to be creative? I think they do. I agree. It was a trick question. You <laughs> no, they don't need to be creative. What are they going to do be creative about? Sorry, I'm being bad cop. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think they have to be creative because problem solving is creative. Mm -hmm. You encounter a problem, you have to figure out how to solve it. And sometimes maybe that's in a creative way. If there's issues with location and you have to sit down with the director and say, I know this is what you wanted, but maybe we need to do something else and brainstorm and stuff like that. And I think, I mean, I don't know on feature films, but on short films, you guys are doing the marketing. But whenever I had to do the marketing on other stuff, it's like, that's creative. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, it's, Definitely. I think producers have to be creative. I think if you're in producing and you just have like, like an accountant's mind and it's just like yeah, format yeah. and this is what you do. I don't know. I don't know if you'd enjoy it that way. Yeah, then rather be an accountant. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> then you don't have to deal with people. You just deal with numbers. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking about that, um, how... I don't know, I just flew. So speaking about that, how do you um, get into producing? Like, what do you need to do? What do you need to have? What do you need to think about? I mean... I got into producing because I got a degree <laughs> in producing. I think though, if you if you didn't study and you want to get into producing, you definitely just. I mean, I was speaking to a cameraman about it the other day. If you have nothing but you want to be in the industry, you just have to knock on doors and mm. say, "I'll work for you guys for free for a month. I just want to learn." And mm. 
it sucks, it's gonna suck, even if you have to do it for months, but you're not gonna, even me with my degree, I'm not just gonna get a producing job in a studio and be happy, I guess. It's, it is, unfortunately, a bad experience. Like, they're gonna wanna see, like, what can you do, what can you handle? I mean, I went for an interview at a studio and, like, the general vibe was that, like, oh, she's just out of varsity. And I mean, mm. even though I have a degree in it, there's still this thing of like, what do I know? What does she know? Can mm. they trust me with stuff? So, yeah, there's definitely yeah. a stigma about film school mm. in South Africa, I think. Like a lot of people, because it is one of those fields where you can sort of, like you say, mm. get experience mm. rather than, you know, get, like a medicine you have to study mm. before you can be a doctor mm. or accountancy even. You have to do that before you can... Um, and film people just like sort of get on sets and mm. then they work their way up, mm. which is a perfectly fine mm. way to do it. But then um, a lot of people then think that your film degree doesn't really mean anything, you know, and then yeah. and then they, they have this like thing of like, oh, you studied. Well, I've got, you know, 10 years or you studied for four years. I've got four years experience. Yeah. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Whereas what, what have you done? How many films have you done? You're like a couple of short films. That stigma does exist. And it's kind of, for me, I understand both sides. Personally, people, when people think we don't have experience coming out of college, it does irritate me because we, we made short films in college. Mm. I know we were in like this little protected bubble, mm, mm, mm. but we did have experience but then on the other hand that's what people think like being on an actual set is very different to being in a college environment where like mm. you kind of babied a little bit because they make sure your film gets done where in the real world you make sure your film gets done yeah. I think that also leads into if you want to be anything in the industry even a producer like you need to be able to show that you can do it so even if you have a degree or if you've been working on sets for like free, um, you need to be able to show what you can do and you need to show that you can do it well. Yeah. That's also like a really big thing. People like connections, obviously you need to know people, but you also have to be able to show what you've done and show that you can do it really well. Maybe not the best, but like good enough so that people will hire you, you know, and trust mm. you on their film. What are, what are some things you look for in a project before you take it on? Personally, I just look at the script and if I love the script, then I'll take it on. Um, after that, like when I've agreed, then I think, damn, how am I going to do this? <laughs> and I think I have seen it in other producers where they look at the project as a whole and think, can they achieve it? And maybe that's a more clever way. Responsible. Yeah, <laughs> but like when I read your guys' script, I was like, these are so cool and I have to do it. Stop, so <laughs> keep talking, keep talking, stop, 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 keep talking. <laughs> that's, personally, that's all I look for. I mean, if it's outrageous and I love the script, but I know it's outrageous I'd, and I think I can't pull it off as a producer, I might not take it. Mm. Um, but I always, if I just, if I love the story, I mean, because for me... And my personality, it is a passion thing. If I'm doing something that I don't like, I just, just I can't, I can't do it. Yeah. I just become like I procrastinate and I just, 
be bad at it. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I mean, like, mm. I do the same. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I, yeah, when you find that that thing that you, like, really like, you just spend all your time and you're like, oh, it's, it's night, how did that happen? Mm, yeah. I love that, I really... It's Friday. Yeah. <laughs> What other traits does a producer have to have? Other than, obviously you have to be organized if you're a producer, that's just like a given. But that's not, not like the whole thing. What, what do you think is like some other good traits for a producer to have? I think producers also need to, I mean, I spoke about problem solving a lot, but that also then comes into like a personality trait where even if you're shy, you have to be able to communicate with people um, you have to be willing to make phone calls. So, um, if you're not a big communications person, or if you're not very outgoing, you, it's something that you're going to have to overcome, because I think it's something producers definitely need. You have to be able to communicate. You have to also... How do I say this? You have to be able to deal with knowing that you haven't achieved something. So, if you are um, someone who just... So like for me, I wanted to like impress you guys and do everything and sort everything out. You have to also, when that doesn't happen, realize that you can't do everything and sometimes you, you're gonna make mistakes. I think a producer can make a lot of mistakes and you have to be okay with that. You have to be able to get back up from that. Um, and Unacceptable. <laughs> no, no mistakes, no, I'm kidding. But, but you, I mean, from my side, you literally didn't make any mistakes that I realize like, I mean it's little things for me that in terms of professionalism mm -hmm. so coming to sit late because of reasons I mean yeah, not, yeah, like I was, like, not like I was uh, sleeping in <laughs> but it is something that you played on my mind it is something that played on my mind like you know I shouldn't have been late I should have been there um, and things like on a, on a short film, on an indie film, where I didn't have much to do on set, like physically on set, there wasn't much to control because it was so small, such a confined mm -hmm. set. So things like when the BTS person is like, don't you just want to do something? It's like part of your job. And I, that like got to me because I was like... <laughs> <laughs> what is my job? <laughs> so it's things like that. And then like coming to the next set and being like, okay, I'm going to do my job. <laughs> Then your so, job's already done. Yeah. Everything is then set up. Yeah. Mm. So I think you also there's a word for it, but you have to like be able to come back the next day and keep doing your job, even if it's only in your head. You know, if something went mm. wrong, you need to be able to just keep going. Okay. Yeah. I like that. That's that's good. Highly inspirational. Yeah. What are some of your best tips? Brian's hot tips for <laughs> an effective pre-prod. <laughs> All right. Pre-prod. Just explain what pre-prod is. Okay, so... Pre the production. Done. <laughs> Let's get into it. <laughs> so pre-prod is basically when you've got the script and the director and some of the budget um, and now it's time to organize, to plan the shoot, who you're going to get to be in your crew, who's going to be your cast. It's like, now you're really planning the film. Um... Tips would be, again, 
try work with people who you trust because there's nothing worse than unresponsive people, people who don't pitch on the day or like even a week before just like drop you. Um, be organized, obviously. Try, try like your best to plan as far ahead as possible because like I said, unexpected things will happen. I mean, mm. especially if you don't have that much experience you need to be so prepared that when an unexpected thing happens, you can have a plan. You can fall back mm. on something. So like mm. double locations, like plan B, um, plan B cost. Extra is always a struggle. <laughs> um, yeah. Other tips, just also try to communicate a lot with your crew. I think, I feel like I'm saying all these things and I don't do them on these forms. <laughs> but it's something that I've also noticed is that if you communicate a lot with your crew and make them feel like you're on top of things, even if maybe you're not fully on top of things, then they feel more secure in the production. Mm. Um, try to use your budget as wisely as possible if you're on an indie film. Try, I know it's more work, but try to do trade exchanges. Because it is, it's helpful for budgets. It's helpful for your experience. Um, personally, like I just did a trade exchange for work, and it was just so cool meeting other people in a different industry and talking mm. to them and like filming what they do. And it's definitely experience as well for you. I mean, if you like talking to people, then you'll love it. Uh, and you get things for free, kind of. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I think those are the most important things for me. Yeah. And uh, there's some good Doug, ones. Google Duck. I <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's me. Google Ducks go far. <laughs> Google Ducks are cool. You're really good at those. You <laughs> really you. are. They're interactive. Yeah, you yeah. can yeah. click on things and go to a different thing. Yeah. It's very They cool. help you stay on top of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Why why producing Brian Holes? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um so obviously in after you go through the the different things, right? Mm. So I went into after not knowing why I was going into after. Um, obviously I had an idea I wanted to be in the industry, but I didn't go in there thinking I'm going to be a producer. I think a lot of it had to do with my dad saying to me before I went in, like, listen, he's made a director, they don't make any money, or he knew a friend who knew a director and they don't make any money unless you're like the best. So I should do something that I, I feel... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Bree. <laughs> Thanks, Bree's well, dad. <laughs> so I should do something that I feel would have security. Mm -hmm. So I think that was in the back of my mind, thinking that... Not knowing anything about the industry, thinking that I could at least make work for myself mm. having this idea that like, producers make films they get stuff done which but, they do which they do which they do um but then in after like going through all the different disciplines but like jobs there's certain things that i knew i was like i hate um and producing was just one of the ones that i just like i really enjoyed and mm. I, I don't know why i just really enjoyed it um I think the other one was writing. The rest would I was just like write-offs. Like I just didn't enjoy yeah. them. <laughs> <laughs> so All right. yeah. Cool. Something about me liked it. I don't know what about me. 
but hey, you're good at it. So <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Tell us a producing story. The biggest lesson. I don't even like talking about it. <laughs> okay, so the biggest lesson that I learned that still makes me nervous today because I think it's it's one of my flaws is um, confrontation, mm-hmm. dealing with conflicts and confrontation and communication that's why I stress communication so much because I was one of those people that I didn't want to make phone calls I didn't want to speak to people um so our grad film was sponsored by an adult toy store um and we were shooting in a hospital and the deal with this company was that we would do product placement with them um and kind of in the other locations so I was just like, we're just going to put them everywhere in her bedroom because, I don't know. And then the director was like, I mean, she's a student. She's not just going to have them everywhere. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're expensive. <laughs> so I lost out on product placement there because it was that kind of product placement that's like in the background. It's not going to be like in your face. Mm. Starbucks. I, I mean, I guess it would be, <laughs> it would be difficult to make that kind of product placement seem natural because you don't for the film would it, it wasn't too unnatural because really? it was about a girl discovering her sexual self but but still wouldn't wouldn't it be like you have the the object and not necessarily the branding of the where of where it came from no i see what you're saying so mm. yeah so it, it in that sense with the actual company name like mm. around that was unnatural but they gave us money. So, <laughs> so what are you going to do? <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, at the hospital, I had a little panic. Because I was like, they need to see their stuff in the film. Otherwise, what are, what are we going to do? And it was like a mm. big panic. Mm. And discussions with the director. Because it was like, and we didn't have a PD, luckily. But it was like, um, are they going to ask for their money? Because now mm. we didn't do our part of the deal. Mm. So, and obviously their money was spent. Um, <laughs> so in the hospital, I obviously didn't plan for the branding, all these sex toys, this um, sex toy company name to be everywhere. That Obviously everyone knows what they do. Um, I didn't plan for that to be in the hospital. So when securing the hospital location, I never told them, like, this is what's going to happen. Um, and the lady, the, the lady who, like, helped me in the hospital, I don't know, like, the manager, was super nice about it, but I still cringe to this day. <laughs> so we were shooting in a, a, <laughs> Sorry, this is really funny. a spare ward that, like, didn't get used. Okay. Um, and we had... We thought it would be empty, so I was just like putting stuff everywhere. There was just this sex toys and branding in of the this hospital in this ward, and it was supposed to only be the cast and crew. And then, like a succession of like nurses kept <laughs> kept coming through to go work in some other back room, and they were like in and out. And when I was <laughs> sorry. When it was happening, they were like laughing and making jokes about it. But then like a few days later, this lady called me to say like, 
the hospital is up in mm. arms. <laughs> they like they can't believe this happened. Were we shooting like a pornographic thing? <laughs> I promise you guys, I even saved the WhatsApp chat. <laughs> because it was so bad. And I was just I was done. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> and luckily the lady was nice and I sent her the phone because we were in like the the fine cut. Mm-hmm. Um and I was like, it's not about that at all. I'm sorry, this wasn't planned at all. And I mm. acknowledged my mistake. I should have gone to her and been like, look. Listen, there's going to be dildos everywhere. So, yeah. So, that was scary. Having a hospital up in arms. Because I just can't imagine in what situation all these things would be in a hospital. Yeah, exactly. I can't imagine it. And I also never thought it would happen because the nurses were just joking about it when they were walking through and they were like, oh, can we take them? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so when the phone call came, I was just, I was done. I went to like the producing lecture and I was just like, I don't know what to do. Please help. And she was nice about it. Once she saw the film and saw that there was nothing explicit because I even explained to her, I was like, after would mm. never let us have like yeah. pornographic scenes yeah. and also they were worried obviously about their hospital brand and mm. you couldn't tell what hospital it was like you would never know it so okay. it all got sorted out but that was a that's a hectic <laughs> learning curve oh wow <laughs> yeah i think the lesson that's is really... if you get sponsored be careful about how you go about your right? sponsorship yeah yeah i and would say uh, well, for what I would think is you make sure that you write it into the script before production starts. You know what I we mean? We tried, um, but I think because the focus is always more on the story and you don't want to drag the focus to this branding, you know, and it's difficult. I mean... But, it, I mean, isn't that what happened anyway? Not really. Okay. Not I mean, really. I, I think even the company were a little bit disappointed at how little their branding was in it. <laughs> But they were also really nice. Communicate with your location about what's going on. Mm. Even if it's during the shoots, if something's happening, that's something that I never did before, is just always communicate with the person who's the manager of the location and just, if something happens, keep them updated. If something's unplanned and, I mean... Yeah, transparency is always key because I know always a lot of people in after, they would like say oh no we're just gonna do this we're just gonna go to this place and do this <laughs> yeah. like shady things to get the film done and it's just like oh, i was just like no like <laughs> don't do that why are you doing that you wouldn't do that if you didn't have this like construct of this film mm-hmm. you wouldn't just do that as a human being mm-hmm. so just like be transparent about things yeah exactly <clears throat> don't be dodgy don't yeah. be shady admit your mistakes as well I know it's difficult and even if you think it's going to cause conflict, sometimes you just have to, you just have to be upfront about things, you know, and deal mm. with the consequences because it becomes so important. I mean, imagine on a feature film, all the stuff that could have gone wrong. Yeah. yeah. What's like your best experience producing? that moment you're like yeah doing what I'm meant to be doing in my life you know yeah it's going to sound strange I think I think for me it's strange I don't know why so outside of college I think 
being on set and producing Alle Grappies. And I don't know why. Um, I think because I felt like we were faced with so many problems. Mm-hmm. It was like we could have finished that film so quickly and the universe was just not going <laughs> to let it happen. So there were so many things we were dealing with. And, I mean, I could see inside you were freaking out. But you just, oh, you plowed through inside. it. <laughs> and you did so well. And I think we all did so well. And I think maybe that's why it was like one of the best experiences is because the crew as a whole, together, we were calm. We were like, we're going to get this done. You know, like Tanya at the hospital. She kept saying, like, please hurry. I've got to get back to set. You know, wow. and it's just, it was just the feeling of like, we're going to make this film. And mm. we it felt like everybody was into it and passionate, no matter what we faced, you mm. know, and we had quite a few challenges. So I think that was the best experience. Um, you like yeah. it when there's problems. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it when there's problems. I think I like it when there's problems and nobody acts like it's the end of the world mm. and we all are going to get it done no matter what. Because I think... That's the best attitude because you feel like a family in a sense. Like mm. we're not we're not going to give up and we're going to get through it, you know. And I think a lot of times sets don't feel like that. There's always people, especially from college, who are on set who are just like, I'm here for my marks. Oh, and worst, yeah. yeah, and mm. it didn't feel like they were really going to put in their all to get the film done or like mm. we have an hour left and everybody wants to leave and no one is like oh no but let's just get this last shot mm. so i think for me that was the best experience it's just working with a crew that was just so passionate about the project and just to get it done yeah. no matter what happens yeah yeah definitely felt like a family yeah and i mean that's been i think that's been like a theme on all of the sets mm. you know um I mean, uh, that was on surface tension. We, we, on, on the second day, like the first day was, was fine. But the second day we, we would just had like two scenes to do. So it was going to be really quick or whatever. And then all of a sudden it was, it was like 10. Right. And we spent an entire hour just getting this one shot, (laughs) you know, and then it was 11 and like wrap time was 12. Right. So then. Um, it was literally just Mark, the sound guys, um, Senny and myself, because you also had to leave. I left, yeah. Um, uh, no, but you had a reason to leave. <laughs> but we literally did like, I think it was 11 shots in that one hour. <laughs> and I think it's one of the funniest parts in the movie, you know? Yeah, it is. So, yeah. So that's definitely been a thing on all of the sets. I mean, those are only like two examples, but, um... I'm really thankful to every crew member and everything. You know what it reminds me of? Yeah. Um, And I mean, I I don't know the whole backstory, but I remember we watched a video, I think in producing, of the producer of, well, Slamdog Millionaire winning Best Film at the Oscars, I think. I Mm. might be wrong. Not sure. Um, um, And the producer coming on stage and just like bringing everybody on because they faced budget problems and they faced challenges and... I just got the vibe from him that he was just so proud the film got made and proud Mm. of his crew. And that's a feature film, Mm. you know. And I think, you know, like you said, 
you like doing these problems. I don't think it's that. I think it's overcoming the problems, you know, mm. and feeling like everybody's trying to overcome the problem, that unity mm. in a film. I think that's mm. so important because it also shows you that everybody loves the film and they just yeah. they love it and they're doing it for that. They're not doing it for their paycheck. Yeah. So that's what it reminds me of. Yeah. Yeah. That's very nice. Oh. Awesome. And that's, uh, yeah, that leads back to what we said earlier about just treating people like people, you know? Mm, exactly. Yeah. So what was your experience on this project as like a, uh, what, what would we call it? It's like a multi-project project, you know? It's like yeah. a six-in-one project. Yeah. What was your experience with, with that? I think it's... Like, what did you think when we, <laughs> when we sent you that email <laughs> that first time, just out of the blue, and we're like, hey, we're making these six yeah. movies. Can you read them? Tell us what you think. Um, would you produce I think going from Mark's email, like starting there, I loved the films. Um, and then I saw how many people you copied in it. And I was like, okay, I've got to tell them that I want to produce at least one. That was my first thought. Like, shit, am I going to be able to produce at least one? And then... Aww. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, we couldn't get other producers. So, so I had to try to do all six and I can't take all the credit though. I had a lot of help. You guys did, you helped out with location, which is one of like my weak things. I struggle with location. Um, Leah helped a lot. Who else helped a lot? I don't know. It was mostly you guys though. You guys did help a lot with producing and also understanding. I think that was a big part with these six films. You guys understanding me slacking in some areas and... What? <laughs> No, I'm Not serious. Because it, it was challenging, obviously, working during the week and then mm. coming to sets on the weekends and stuff like that. Mm. So when I had to leave early or when I had to arrive late, the fact that you guys understood was also a massive help because mm. I felt so guilty. And I was just like, what am I going to do if they're pissed off at me? <laughs> so No, but I mean, from our side as well, it was it was a thing of... You know, we're doing this in... Because we were also working, mm, you know? Yeah. We also had to do things to make money separate from the films. Mm. So we were in the same boat that you were in that regard, you know? So like yeah. we com completely understand, like, okay, I have to work tomorrow. So <laughs> I can only stay until this time. Yeah. I can do this. Or I'm going away on a shoot. You know, I can't mm. be there this week, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So we completely understand that. Um, and I mean... I think I said this earlier, but like, even through all of that, you think like, oh, I didn't, I didn't do as much as I could. You did so much more than we expected. So, um, no, I'm, I mean, I think both me and Mark are like very, very happy. So, Brianne, um, in producing all of these six shorts, uh, what was, what was it like? Like, what was your experience? Stuff, yeah. Challenges. Mm -hmm. I've never done it before six shorts in six weeks I don't think anyone has <laughs> um, so with that new experience and I guess with all of us also working during the week mm. I think it was probably more challenging than if we just had free time like during the week all we did was mm. focus on these films but I don't it wasn't like super challenging that like I wanted to cry every night you know <laughs> um yeah. I think that overall it was a good experience. 
um, I learned a lot about myself and my producing and things that I can do. Um, but also, I worked with people that I never worked with before. And that was also interesting for me in a good way. Um, so yeah, overall with these six films, it was a good experience. It was challenging time-wise. Um, mm. But yeah, and also like, I mean, no offense, but I was telling Tanya, waking up every Saturday morning and knowing you have to go to a shoot, like by the, even the third Saturday, I was just like, oh, I want to stay in bed. <laughs> so, but yeah. then, then you get to set and you're just like mm. in it and you forget that you were tired. Mm. So it was a really good experience just to see my limits, you know, to know yeah. that I can get myself out of bed and just have a great day. Yeah. Regardless. Yeah. 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 I mean, the one that did it for me was was Allah Krapis. Because mm. we had we had a six a.m. call time, and I hate, <laughs> I hate, six a.m. call time. And you had like a forty-minute drive. Yeah, yeah, as well. So I had to wake up at four to shower, and then to leave by like four thirty to pick this guy up. Who's that? This guy. <laughs> and then, and then we had to drive, and it was raining. Well, there were more problems than just but, <laughs> but, yeah, true. But then when we got to set and like everybody was there, mm. and, you know, I don't think anybody was really late, late. Um, Not really. Yeah, no. And it was like, everybody wants to be here, mm. you know. And um, that thing that really like. It lifts you. Mm. It like gets you going. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, because there's that like excitement you know the energy like, the energy yeah, yeah. yeah. even tap though into it. i feel like everybody arrives with no energy and then suddenly it's just like yeah yeah because you're like oh we get to what... make a movie today you know yeah and that's not something that i've had for a long time i don't know about mm, you guys yeah me too but yeah i mean i graduated after 2017 mm-hmm. um and 2018 i was working um at a place full-time and we didn't really do any I did a lot of editing, but it wasn't any kind of short film type mm-hmm. things. And um, getting back into like, today we get to shoot a movie, you know. Mm. And then next week we get to shoot another one. Yeah. That's like, that's yeah. that was really fun for me. Yeah. No, yeah. it is. It's, it's something that you think you probably wouldn't be able to go through looking at it, like mm. before you get into it. But once you're in it, you realize that you actually want to do it. You mm. know what I mean? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, what was the biggest challenge, I guess, producing them? Um, I think the biggest challenge was the location. I think going into it, we wanted in Prepod to have everything locked down mm-hmm. before we went into the shoots. And then we found going into the shoots that for films, we were still securing locations People were dropping out and we had to replace them. Mm. So I think the challenges were just, I don't know. The first thing that comes to mind for me is location. Not that the locations themselves were challenging. It was more like securing locations. So yeah, talking back on the challenge of budget and trying to get decent craft and catering mm. for six films. Um, obviously, catering companies were out of our budgets. And no one wants to eat pizza every Saturday, especially every Saturday. if you're like a <laughs> constant crew member kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a recurring crew member. Yeah. So we we reached out to catering companies to see if any we could make trade exchanges or get sponsored. And one company got back to us who were catering edge 
and they're yeah. actually they were just the nicest people because yeah. they understood that we're trying to be filmmakers. Well, we're filmmakers, yeah. but we're trying to like get our names out there. Yeah, and we're starting a new. Yeah, venture, we're starting know? up basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they understood that, and they understood that we need help because yeah. you just need help. Yeah, when you do these things, and yeah, like like even from the beginning, Grant mm. um, who delivers. Uh, well, I mean, he's one of the co-owners, but mm. he also you know delivers the mm. food to us, okay. which is which is amazing. Like, what mm. other like company owner like brings yeah. food personally? You know. <laughs> yeah. So um, I love that them. They're really great. The food is amazing. It's amazing. It's really really good. And we got lucky because they're actually one of the more expensive catering companies so they have good mm. quality food mm. so we would never have ever had their food on our set if we didn't make this yeah. deal yeah. and it's and i think going forward following through on the deal as well is going to be really great it's mm. going to be interesting yeah. for us as well yeah 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 so that wasn't so much i mean it was a challenge in the beginning to get a company to mm. work with us because like i said People just don't even reply to you. They, yeah. <laughs> they just ghost you. You don't even know. Um, they open the email. You know? Yeah. So, um, it was a challenge because then you think, oh, no one's going to respond to us. And then that one person responds mm. to you. And I think it's just like life. You have to just keep trying. Yeah. You know, you can't just send out... Three mails. Three mails, yeah. And, and hope for the best. It, yeah. And then think, oh, this is never going to work. Mm. You have to, like, email everybody that you can find. Yeah. You need to phone them. Yeah. And one person will get back to you out of all of that. And mm. then it will turn out amazing. And that's all you need. You need just the one person to, like, yeah. help you. Yeah. And perseverance. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll get things. <laughs> yeah. And, like, um, what I also wanted to say about Grant when he when he came the first time mm. on Robot, uh, he was telling me about his uncle who used to be a filmmaker and he went to the Cannes Film Festival like Cute. every year, and he, 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 one of his things was also like he remembers what it was like just starting out and oh. people giving you that That's chance. Like, I got so the same person at the location guy was oh, for Big Sip. Yeah, he was said the same. Yeah, thing. so I like oh. I just love people who like pay it forward. You know yeah. what I mean. So, like, somebody helped them, yeah. and then now they're helping the next generation, yeah. which is... That's amazing. Yeah, a it's lot so of people like just... It's so, like, it gives yeah. you hope. Yeah. yeah. Actually. It really I can't does. wait to win that position and not give anyone <laughs> <laughs> No. No. I was, was going to say, if you need help, call us. But maybe not yet. <laughs> not yet. No, but, yeah, I can't wait to just help people with things, you know. Mm. I, I feel like it's a lot like um, Brad Pitt and his company um, Plan B mm. you know he doesn't necessarily physically produce all these things but he like helps them and he puts them in production like if it wasn't for him probably wouldn't have get, gotten made oh, that's so nice. yeah so I really I mean I'm not saying we're going to be Brad Pitt but if we if you know in the future I, I just want to remember that you know yeah exactly yeah yeah. It shouldn't even be something you remember it should just be part of who you, you are yeah, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, I think. Yes, up, Brad. At us. Right. So thank you so much, Brianne. Um, that was such a great conversation. I hope you guys enjoyed it. 
Okay, so that's it for Department Spotlight Producers Edition. Um, thank you so much, Brianne. I We learned so much. So subscribe to Luke Pictures on YouTube. Um, all right, guys, so go out there and make, make your, your movie. movie.